Welcome to Canberra. Metalheads. Season 1. The Archives. Alright, let's keep it. We've got Callum here from Honest Crooks. How's it going, Callum? Great. Good to, good to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Homer. Yeah, it's great to be here. Obviously, you represent the um, entire band. I mean, how, how many members have you got? There's five of us. Five of you in uh, total? Standard. Two guitarists, drummer, yep. bass, vocals. Yep. No, it's cool. You can really hear that dynamic with the band. I mean, you guys are... Obviously, um, you can hear the intro track there. plenty of slams and really cool breakdowns and things like that. How was... Um, how was it recording that that kind of music and things like that? Do you, you, the the yeah. dynamic sounds fairly uh, fairly broad. Um, well, we've all got different genres that we listen to. Uh, I guess I've kind of been raised on black metal, like more death metal. But then in my later teens, it got into like more hardcore, uh, and then the other boys there, predominantly into like deathcore and hardcore. Um, so it's kind of a mix of all of that combined not that song in particular but a lot of the songs on suffer have a lot of black metal influence lots of uh like discord and blast beats and like high shrieking vocals yep but then it will go right into like guttural death metal slam that's the kind of diversity i love yeah yeah and we wanted we wanted to do something a bit different that everyone else was doing at the time yep. um and yeah it was great i mean Oh, back to how we were recording it. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's good uh, to get off track sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we did the vocals at The Brain in Sydney yep. with uh, Clay Clayton. Yep. Um, he's, he's an absolute wizard with what he does. Uh, he made Jerry uh, like completely pop. I'm pretty sure there was like 32 tracks of vocals, um, like all layers. And, that, that's insane. Yeah, uh, with there's... Uh, three guest vocalists on the on the ep yep so because i remember because i recorded the instruments and yeah, the yeah. midi drums and all that yep, yep. um i remember when i pulled it into cubase it, i had the original 20 odd tracks that yep. i had and then it got up to like 60 something like when i added the vocals <laughs> yeah, in. yeah 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 um yeah, it was pretty insane but yeah that's how we do most of our stuff is uh i'll you know, draw around with ideas and then um, the other boys will have their input. I'll send it to them. Yep. We kind of send them back and forth. Um, I'll write the many drums and then I'll send it to Jesse, the drummer, and he'll edit them how he wants the sound and then he'll send yep. it back. But the other boys have input, um, but generally I'll start and finish the that process. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so you've got like a fairly... Um fairly large input to a lot of the uh, the writing and recording process by the sound of it on suffer yeah definitely yeah. um like i wrote most of it most of the songs i wrote in you know a couple of hours and then sent them off but there's so many changes after yeah, yeah, yeah where the boys were like they could be better if you did this yeah yeah uh, that's cool and then there's a couple of times they came down to canberra and we yep. worked on them together mm -hmm. and uh, some of them changed you know a decent amount yeah. But some of them stayed pretty much the same as the original vision that I had. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, like we were saying all fair before, um, that sometimes you butt heads when you're writing. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot. It there's usually a lot of brings visions. it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if there's a lot of visions, everyone wants the song to sound a different way. Yep. 
um, sometimes you just need to go straight forward and just do yeah. it which is a problem that we sometimes have but we get around it yeah. and sometimes it works really well where I might have my vision which is like a black metal orchestral <laughs> masterpiece <laughs> of black beats and yep. sorry blast beats and all that and then the other boys want to do like more two-steppy yeah, hardcore yeah. yeah but then it combines together mm. and it turns into this whole complete new genre yeah which, yeah, is which wicked. hasn't been done in australia yeah um, exactly it's yeah. a very unique sound like i think that it sort of goes to show the influences from the other bands like you said you've got um hardcore influences and things like that but it's good to finally find like you can tell with the album that, that we just played that you found that middle ground where everybody can sort of meet on that street where this is where black metal meets you know um the other influences mm -hmm. produces such unique sound like you said and something that australian metal has very little to no um similar sounds to that yeah, yeah it's really it's really dope as you guys heard from the intro but that was that was wicked cool Thank you. um you've got um you so you're based in canberra obviously yes um and we we're talking earlier off air that um you're the only member in canberra um yeah. where are the other members based so I'll, I'll tell a little backstory of how this all yeah, came about um i was in an old band called bankrupt this is kind of this local <laughs> it was a local canberra yeah. um that's my title too bankrupt <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his bank title um we uh we're kind of traders, black tongue. It was like heavy, like down tempo deathcore. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't really listen to that genre anymore. But it was yep. fun the time to whack yeah. on a balaclava, <laughs> like you know, seven eight string guitar and drop yeah. Z. You know. Anyway, uh, so we're doing that, and then uh, we we're supposed to play a couple of shows on as crooks, but they lost one of their guitarists, uh, round about the same like couple of weeks that we broke up. So we we're like, well, I may as well. You know, we'll play. I'll play that show. Yep, yep. Uh, they were going to play a Liverpool show. Like Bangrop, I don't think we were supposed to be on that show, but Honest Creeks were looking for guitarists to fill in. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'm not doing anything that weekend. Cool. And then it's now, uh, what, three and a half years later? <laughs> yeah. I'm still in the band. Just stuck still around. Around. Yeah. That's You're the longest just that feeling. <laughs> just yeah. that stalker that never went away. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> Well, you definitely add a um, great dynamic to the band, yeah. so it's Thank it's you. good. Sometimes things like that just happen by chance, and it yeah. actually becomes such a good thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, we've spoke to some bands on the um, show before already that have had members join similarly to that, mm. um, where basically they may be playing um, a support or playing um, on a bill with that band, and thought like, hey, you know, that's a cool band, like. It's just cool how things like that happen organically and yeah. create such a good sound. Yeah. So the rest of the boys, they're actually based in Tamworth. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, one guitarist in Sydney now. We've got a new guitarist. Okay. Um, who's not that new. He's like a year and a half, two years old. <laughs> yeah, new, new, the new. newer than me. Yeah, anyway. yeah. And we've also got a newer singer. Yep. Um, Jerry, who was... He was... Uh, he sang on Suffer. Yeah. Um, and he also sang on two singles before. Okay. But before we had a singer... Uh, from Tamworth but Jerry's from Glen Innes which is about I think two or three hours past Tamworth okay and Tamworth is about a nine and a half hour drive from yeah, here and yeah. then Glen Innes is an extra yeah, two extra three hours after that after that so well, there's yeah. about 13 hours when he's there there's yep. 13 hours between members members That's wow. crazy. and it's insane so like, how do you guys like 
you know trade ideas and you just write something and then just send it over online, online. Yeah. Um, recently we've been uh, making use of facebook messenger video chat <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and, um, like i'll have my uh my computer screen on my tv yeah. in front yep. of me with all my recording gear yeah and then i'll have like my phone just sitting on top just uh <laughs> just filming what yeah. i'm doing it's, yeah, nice. it's actually cool that technology can actually help so much yeah. now yeah. that um especially with such a split band yeah um it's like those old skype interviews where you don't wear your pants just a shirt and stuff yeah. while doing the interview <laughs> you're sitting there like in your t-shirt and stuff and then underneath you're just like wearing nothing while we're doing these sick guitar things but yeah. we recently because uh, we're recording a single next week okay um or the pre-production starting um but i've already because uh, this one is a bit different yeah uh writing process louis the bass player yeah he wrote um a song like a complete song um but there was one riff that really stood out for me so i decided to write around that riff and it took me ages to get it um not the riff itself the riff was pretty like simple but yeah, yeah. the to get my head around the direction of where the song could go mm-hmm. because it's not something i would write so I didn't have any ideas yeah, for it. Yeah. There's no vision for it because I had no no idea where I could move it to. But I just worked and worked and worked on it. And then I had to change the scale I was writing in because that riff was different. But I liked the riff, so I wanted to work around it. You wanted to do it justice. Yeah. It's like being given half half a canvas painting. And t- yeah, and you've got to finish it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And then Jerry, the singer, yeah. um, he was like, oh, just call me. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. So we spent like... Maybe in five or six hours over a week, like an hour at a time, wow. just to, yeah. I'd be just sitting there playing, we'd be sending it back and forth, and then it was like, nah, and then, all right, we'll change it. <laughs> yeah. Like, we'll just keep, you know, yeah, yeah. keep changing it until it's good. And we got a good product, but we're still going to change it more. Yeah. Uh, in the, like, this weekend when we record it, uh, we'll be doing it with a producer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say who it is, but... We're doing it with a producer, and then, uh, yeah, we'll be working on it with him. Yeah. Yep. And then he can take the vision that is now for many people, but somehow it's working, and he'll make that better. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's his job. So Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, yeah. Good, it's good where um, someone that might not necessarily be... So you, you mentioned, like, a potential opportunity for a producer that you'd be working with there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good to see that there's members that aren't in the band or people that aren't in the band... That can potentially influence how, how you guys sound and mm-hmm. the and without realizing you may have influences from other bands because that producers worked with other yes. massive bands yeah. um or you know other similar sounds or even different sounds yeah well we went with him because there's lots of bands that he's worked with yeah that which we look up to yeah 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 so that's that's why we wanted to work with him yeah um but he's i know he's gonna work wonders because uh, i've seen what he's done with uh these other band songs yeah yeah and just the way he records yep. is immaculate mm. in, in our opinion so that's that's what we want to pursue and we will be doing an album uh after this single we've already started working on it uh we've got i don't know how many songs read well none are really ready but we've yeah, got lots yeah, of songs yeah. that are in pieces ready yeah, to yeah it's yeah. up to go um and uh he'll he'll do that he'll help us map those out and help us push that direction in that direction yeah yeah no that's good it's also to have that guidance as well um which you know you may not necessarily pick up at first but then eventually you just see where it takes you and you can produce awesome stuff that way Mm -hmm. we're just 
listening earlier to um, your Suffer album, and um, we noticed on that you can tell us more about the special guest we had there with uh, George from Disentombed. Yeah, he's. Um, I don't even know how that came about, uh, but I think Louis, the bass player of Ones Crooks, uh, we're all we've all been like huge fans of Disentombed for a long time, uh, and I would say that they're a big influence on us. Um, we've always said, oh well, we've been said by a lot of different people, um, a lot of publications, and so on and so forth, yep. that we're currently the heaviest band in Australia. Yeah, right. But we can never take that title when there's bands like Dis and Tomb still active <laughs> yeah, in the country. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Like, we, we feel that we can be a contender. Um, it's a different genre. But they're that band that will... They're just insanely heavy. Every second of that album of Misery is just chaos. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a beautiful chaos. Yeah, it's a beautiful... There you go. Perfect album review there is beautiful chaos. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, he features on the song um, Bone Crusher. Yeah. Um, and he's just... His gutturals on that are insane. And I've seen off here before. Um, we played a show in Brisbane on that last Suffer tour. Yep. Um, and it was the room was packed. It was like... I can't remember how many people were there, but it was between like 250 and 350, I think. Yeah, it was a um, good tight crowd, man. Yeah, it was it was a big crowd. Yeah, and that was a that was the tour to promote the album release. Okay, and um, I, I had a few guitar problems, and uh, I was uh, kind of off the side of the stage, like still playing, but dealing with that. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it got to that bit, and then it never occurred to me that this is where Jaws from. This is where Distant Tomb are from. They're from Brisbane. Yeah. Um, it never occurred to me that he would actually be at the show. Um, but at the corner of my eye, I just see this huge, big, burly figure. <laughs> and then I heard the gutturals of, of hell. <laughs> and I realized who I was sharing the stage with. And it was it was pretty cool. I must have felt like such a sweet honor. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's not only um it like not only did he feature, he's also a fan. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's wicked. Having him on um, on your album is sort of like you're paying homage to say that basically, you know, we're a heavy band but we also respect the other Australian heavy bands as well. Yeah. And yeah. and it's kind of that good cross pollination. Yeah. Um, which like to be honest, I mean what what a great um, combination, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's always good to see awesome bands like like you guys and Disentomb come together to create something so great. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll always uh, pay homage to our predecessors. Yep. Because uh, there's a there's a lot of big names in the Australian metal and the Australian hardcore scene that so that we, we we look up to. Yep. Yeah. And and it's we're very fortunate that we've become friends, like good personal friends as well of a lot of the bands that we used to look up to as kids. Yeah. And now we're, yeah. uh, now we're sharing the stage with them. And, yeah. And um, we got a couple of things that I can't really talk about yet, but things we're announcing of bands that I've been listening to since before high school. Yeah, that's Where we'll be doing full tours. And yeah. I think that's pretty yeah. pretty insane, like, the way it's gone. Yeah, that's that's um, so humbling as well to, to be across all that. I mean, look, I, I just get humbled sometimes, like, seeing bands in person that I used to listen to on CD so I can't imagine what it'd be like sharing stages with mm. them yeah that's so wicked but uh, yeah we'll definitely have to keep our um, keep our ears to the ground for any upcoming announcements from you guys because um, 
I, I'm interested to see the direction of the band and where you guys are heading, especially with such an awesome sound. So Yeah, so make sure that you follow them on Facebook <laughs> and all the social media as well to keep your ears to the ground. Yeah, do that. We, uh, we use Instagram and Facebook and we use Twitter for posting. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, it's always great to have cross pollination and also so many. Um, you can also you can have those bands as influences, but also have them featuring. I mean, mm-hmm. it's all, it's always good to have. So apart from Disentombed, like, do you have any other influences to the band? Uh, well, I touched on it before, um, saying that we've all got our own little piece. Yeah, that we listen to uh, our own our own little styles and influences. Um, like mine, my personal ones, is I grew up on. Uh, I guess like every metalhead growing up in the like a nineties child metalhead <laughs> usually will get it off one of their parents and it will be like anything from like Bon Jovi, Alice Cooper, yeah, uh, Led Zeppelin, yeah, Black Sabbath, Black or, Sabbath, yeah, Metallica, yeah. Um, Iron Maiden. Like yeah, that. so that was what my dad was into yeah. and the old school, yeah. the old school rockheads. To his credit, he's now into like Parkway and oh, right. oh, right. he's in a metalcore now. <laughs> yeah. Devil Driver, it's weird, <laughs> very weird. But yeah, yeah, right uh, on. So I guess that's what I was brought up on. And then, you know, when I was 11, 10, 11, I got into, like, Cradle of Filth. And yeah. then I kind of went down to the more proper black metal. Yeah. Um, the true black metal. The true, yeah, true yeah. cult. <laughs> um, the white makeup with which black eyes. is what I wish I could be. But, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not really an accepted thing anymore. <laughs> um, so I'm into that black metal, death metal. Um, and then as I kind of got a bit older, um, hardcore was a big thing in Australia at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was in a couple of like smaller hardcore bands. Um, yep. It was just a, it was just the scene, I guess. Like you were a local show. There wasn't many death metal shows for yeah. a, a 14, 15 year old yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're all in an overage venue. <laughs> yeah. But hardcore shows were always at youth centers. Yeah. So we all grew up on going to hardcore shows because it was a very big youth community. Yeah. Um, and that's where that influence comes from. Um, I think that helps shape the um, sound of Australian metal as it is now. Because, yeah. like, I mean, particularly in the under under 30s age bracket now, a lot of us grew up with th- that range of show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like anything. You've got to have... You would have something a little bit before we get to you know the original core of what it is. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's good to see the waves um, that have changed Australian metal over the years, mm-hmm. um, and I think that hardcore has probably been the biggest influence of the current sound. Yeah, um, right now, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, well, I was surprised. Like when I went back to England for eight months, I couldn't find any like metal anywhere or just anything. Like it doesn't matter what's what lights. Uh, genre it is but like as soon as you come back into australia it's everywhere yeah like it is everywhere and it's brilliant mm-hmm. definitely and there's venues uh venues like the basement yep um in bill Conan. there's like crowbar in brisbane uh you know there's a uh, there's nightclubs like hot damn bang or yep. well, a couple of them aren't running anymore but destroyer lines like entertainment companies yeah, that yeah. run their own nightclubs yep um they'll have it uh once a month or whatever every two weeks or whatever it is and that night is just devoted to metal like yeah. heavier music it might be love. like you know not great kind of rise <laughs> records war is me yeah, like, yeah whatever but it's still something it's still alternative music yeah, yeah. and it's it's almost a gateway for kids that have never yeah. been exposed to this music to then branch out to other things yeah that's it because we've noticed now that a lot of our fan base isn't just like 
hardcore kids and metalheads. Because I did touch on that before. Oh, off air. That um, we had, and we're now seeing people uh, like slam dance at our shows. And like, yeah. uh, usually we're used to like crowd killing and people just belting each other and yeah, throwing yeah. fists and spin <laughs> kicks and all that, which the is fun stuff. It's sick. But then we're now getting like metal heads come to our shows. Yeah. Hmm. And they're the ones that are like circle pitting and yeah. you know, push pitting and <laughs> um, like slam dancing with like crabs and it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's cool to see that like when you can change the sound of your music slightly to get that variant in crowd types as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so you can kind of feed off your crowd as well as influence them as, yeah. as well as like um, we've said before on the show, seeing the crowd get into a track or really sort of start moshing or or dancing or whatever it is they choose to do can also influence how you guys produce the music as well Um, we we have always said that we just want to be as heavy as possible and write bangers that you can move to yeah you can bang your head to you definitely write and and just build each other (laughs) we we don't promote violence yeah at the same time, it comes with the music. Yeah, yeah well, see, it, it's like, we're not violent. Like, if you fall down in the pit, everyone yes, stops everyone, and picks you everyone up. Everyone will pick you up, Like, yes, it's, you're exactly. just there to, like, yeah. have fun, jump around, and you don't have yeah. to, like, worry about your safety because you know everyone no. else there is going to look after you. Mm-hmm. Like, even the scariest-looking yeah. dude in there, like, will stop everything to pick you up. Yeah. If you've lost your hat or whatever you've had on you, your phone's dropped, they'll pick it up and they'll give it to you back. And then you just go back into it, man. That's what's great about this scene. I sometimes reference it to, like, WWE. <laughs> like, <laughs> everyone, they're all, they're all hitting each other. Like, you know, they'll get, like, big bins and yeah, throw them yeah. at each other, tables, whatever. doesn't matter. There is people that do extreme things, but it's all for the fun of it. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not with intent. Well, generally, it's not with the intent to harm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it. just the intent to. It's to like put on it's a drama. Show. It's drama. It's just the yeah. you know let 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 yes, loose. Yes. You know, and it's cool. It's fun. You know, but like 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 we were saying, everyone looks after each other. Yeah, at, definitely. At the yeah. show, and that's the that's the great thing about this scene, and that's one of the reasons why I love it so much. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you can have um, violent themes without actually producing violent movements. Yeah. yeah. So like you can be dancing and you can be sort of uh, moshing and things like that and actually lead to no, not damaging anybody or mm-hmm. everyone just mm-hmm. having a good time yeah so it's yeah it's 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 not so much um what it physically looks like but it's the intent is is still good yeah, yeah it's the whole never judge a book by its cover yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. Every, every person well i wouldn't say everyone but 99 percent of the yeah. metal and hardcore community are lovable teddy bears yeah definitely. and that, there's that one yeah. percent that make everyone else look bad that's, but that comes yeah. with any that comes with anything yeah, yeah. honestly i think metalheads have the nicest scene they they like do, out of everyone. Yeah. i think we have to be honest all in all the lowest percentage of of drama i mean yeah, yeah. Of, like work working in the scene for the um number of years that i have you see that in fact some of the heavier nights is where you have the least amount of dramas Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um like i've i've been to a few um hip-hop shows and i've seen people in the crowds get hurt and stuff and the um the artists they don't stop it or anything they keep going and i've been to Mm -hmm. metal gigs where like one person's fallen over and they've hurt themselves really badly and like the band stops until that person's helped and like they've got like moved the crowd out of the way so the um like the ambulance people can get in there and help them bring them out which is great yeah definitely yeah nice that's um it's such a good reflection on the scene when you see things like that um and and from the outside looking in um a lot of the time sometimes the 
perception is that we're you know it's everybody's um, scary yeah every every (laughs) everybody's going to be you know difficult to deal with things like that but it's like at the end of the day we're all just people too and to be honest some of the nicest people i've met as well um so don't be scared to talk to us just because we look scary (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly um all right so you spoke about some like gigs that you've had in the past and um a few um different lineups that you've been on out of all those, I mean, you've been in the band now for, you said, three years. Yeah. Um, what's been your most memorable gig so far? I'd say uh, we're lucky enough to be put on Invasion Fest last year. Um, and uh, that was the biggest cap room we've ever played. It was Aaron Swanson in Melbourne. Yep. Um, and I think it had a, it was a thousand capacity. Yep. Or like 1,200 or something. Yeah, yeah. And it was sold out. Wow. Um, and we were uh, fairly early in the day, yep. I think, because this was, uh, yeah, it was last year. We're still fairly new to the whole kind of bigger show scene. Um, now we've had our fair share of like bigger tours, but yep. at the point we'd never really done any major um, like support tours or anything. Or mm-hmm. We'd only really supported like local Canberra yep. or, you know, different areas, but yeah. Um, but this was the Acacia Strain um, as the headlining band. Yeah. Um, if you know them, they're world renowned for being incredibly heavy. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Kubla Khan, uh, and then it was pretty much every band on the bill was an Australian icon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like um, every band, it was very mixed bill, so it went from like pop punk and like easy core stuff yeah, yeah. like kind of emo grunge to yep. we were the <laughs> heavy, we were the heaviest band on the bill yeah yeah um and people were saying it might sound a bit arrogant but people were saying um that we had the best set of the day which was yeah. very humbling yeah that, that, that's more so just feedback than you yeah, know anything yeah. like you can only really tell what people have told you there's yeah. no n- nothing bad about that i know i know we're like we're on air talking about it, and it's what I'm here to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But generally, I don't like talking about my band yeah. because I know we're doing good things, but I don't want to sound arrogant yeah, yeah. talking about it. Nah, that's, that's fine, a, man. That's such yeah. a good reflection on yourself and, and the band as well, though, because it sort of shows, and like how we've learnt from interviewing band members, a lot of people look up to people on the stage as like, you know, this, this massive thing. It's just like, we're all people. We're yeah, all just doing yeah. our thing. And it's so cool. This is like part of the reason I love doing interviews mm-hmm. because everybody just learns more about the band and the members yeah. um, that you might not necessarily have known. Yeah. So it's funny, like when you guys are up on stage, we're in, we're in the crowd going like, holy, it's those guys, they're up on stage. And then they're like, oh my God, we're on stage. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Um, but at Invasion Fest, yep. uh, we played, because uh, Keisha Strain did a tour of Australia, yep. and we did the Canberra show the night before. And then we had a very drunken overnight drive. <laughs> Obviously not drink driving, yeah. talking to the people in the back of the van. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was like cold. <laughs> Won't say why. <laughs> I don't think we need to say anymore. No. Nope. Um, yeah, and then um, it yeah. was a hairy trip. Let's say that. Yeah, <laughs> lots of water was needed the next day. Yes, definitely. Um, water but, and maccas. Yeah, we uh, we played the camera show, and then we got there. Uh, the venue was huge. Like, all of then there's all these famous people walking about, like, because yep. as it is the Invasion Fest. Yep. Um, and yeah, we opened up, um, our first song was, uh, the song Slam City, 
which is not on Suffer. It was just a two-minute track that I wrote as a joke, and um, it was two riffs, and then it just slows down and slows down again, and it just becomes the heavy song in existence, and that's what <laughs> I wanted to write. But we played that. I think, I'm pretty sure we played that first, and yep. as soon as we started playing it, the whole room just erupted into this big pit just opened up <laughs> you know a thousand people or whatever it was like 900 people in the room completely spread wall to wall just petting and this video was like on a facebook page of it somewhere um we've used it in promos before because it was just so cool watching yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um that was insane there's people like uh crowd surfing and you know like stage diving and really getting all, all into that it. stuff yeah yeah, like yeah i, I think that moshing has different levels and once you enter the stage diving and uh crowd surfing level you've yeah. kind of hit that elite sort of like level yeah. of, of, yeah. of crowd um yeah, yeah so all our crowds have been fantastic oh we did that last tour um like every show was uh e- either very close to selling out or yep. did sell out with the exception of Adelaide um, but we, we love Adelaide we love our fans in Adelaide it's, every time we play there it's fantastic yeah. and they've got the best pet styles yeah. um, and their their petting culture is very good but it's you know there's so many things to do so yeah. I guess not everyone comes out which is yeah. fair enough I mean I'm pretty sure there's another show on that night anyway it's it's kind of a good reason if any to to not sell out the, the fact that that area has so many options available yeah I mean yeah. um you've probably um seen your fair share of shows where that's the biggest thing for the for the for the next few weeks and that's why it's yeah, so busy yeah, yeah. um and i always find that the crowds there are different again yeah. um we've spoken to uh well interviewed bands um in the past where they've played for like a smaller number of people but it's like if the energy is just there and mm-hmm. like even if you only have a smaller crowd um and to be honest, like on the scale that you're talking about, you, you mentioned smaller crowd. That's probably like close to sell out anyway, just because it didn't sell out. You guys well, are like <laughs> still pulling a massive crowd. It was over a hundred, but it, yeah. it was like yeah. yeah, in it yeah. So it's just good to see. It's not so much the numbers, but it's also how much they get into it. I mean, I'm sure that you'd love to see, even if it's only like a smaller room of people, if they're all getting into it, it just totally yeah. raises yes, the ambience. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, if the atmosphere and is good. Like, it yeah, just makes, just makes it so much better. We've no, we want to do a regional tour in the next year because we used to do them all the time. Yeah, because it was one of our not business plans, but kind of plans of action yeah like a goal yeah where you do regional towns and then when you play the big cities kids from from these regional towns will travel yeah to see you yeah um like we'll play like newcastle and there'll be people traveling from the central coast going Mm -hmm. up there'll be people coming from tamworth coming down (laughs) that's like four four hours drive yep and anywhere in between like muzzlebrick singleton kids come and watch us Mm. as far as like tari um very humbling in Sydney. Um, there was guys. I think they're from Indonesia. Yeah, they right. flew over for the weekend. Oh, right. Like that's pretty cool. There's like four or five, and they didn't speak English very well. And like, yeah, we all signed things for them. And it's like, shout out to those guys. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I've actually heard that Indo crowds go crazy. Uh, man. We want to. We want to do it. Eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've actually heard that because I didn't actually. Well, I wasn't aware of that until I actually recently spoke to um, a member of the band that had the opportunity to um, to tour there or to play a couple of shows there 
and um, sort of got on the subject of like, what's the Indonesian crowd like? He's like crazy, insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that goes to show. I mean, if they're willing to uh, fly to Sydney for a gig, I mean, that's um, a good example of their devotion to it. Mm, definitely, definitely. And yeah, I mean, we've had really good fans pretty much wherever we go. Uh, Brisbane. They love their deathcore. Yeah. So it's, it's all the deathcore kids come out. Yeah. Like the pits are wild up there. And yep. same with Melbourne. Oh, Melbourne's more like hardcore kids. Yeah. Yep. Sydney is like, they've got the kind of lad hardcore scene. Yep. <laughs> where you, you, don't, you don't know if you're going to get like robbed at the train station yep. or like if they're going to a show. Yeah, but, exactly. But they're really nice guys. Yeah, it's just, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's great when you just see someone where you're like, oh, dude, I'm not really sure whether that guy is um, going to cause me any trouble or stuff. And he sort of comes over and he's only looking at you because he wants to buy some merch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or like they're checking out your patch jacket. Yeah. yeah. Like come yeah. up to you very like because they're like looking at you like, oh, yeah, what's it? What, what bands you got? And you're thinking... Oh god, here we go. This yeah. is it. I'm gonna yeah. die. <laughs> nah. Ben and I were in at uh, Coles a couple of weeks ago, and a guy without, oh, without yeah, even this knowing, dude, man. <laughs> this guy this just comes up to us and starts talking about how great the Sepultura gig was that he just came from up in Sydney like a few weeks ago. Um, just because we're both wearing our jackets and he sort of initiated that conversation. Yeah, like, I wasn't paying attention to what was going on and I thought Marky already been talking to this guy for 10 minutes, like <laughs> gone through the ins and outs and I was just like kind of just zoned out and zoned back in. Mm. And he just started off the conversation as if he was having a conversation mm. with like someone he knew so well and like they were halfway through a conversation. I was just like, Wait, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're like walking away. Ben's just like, oh, so how do you know that dude you work with? And I'm just like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> started talking to me and I was like but like he was talking as if you've been mates for like 20 years he was yeah. like yeah mm-hmm. like, oh. you that, that's the middle scene you know? yeah you <laughs> say that all the time yeah, man yeah, like, yeah. absolutely um, for, like if you go out and um, you're both wearing the same band shirt or yeah. something that yeah. could be something that would spark a friendship that lasts for decades yes. well that was yeah. it like we went into JB the other day and um, this guy because I've been going I've been going in there a few times recently and he was like oh yeah man like this is the one time I didn't wear my patch jacket and he was like yeah dude I recognise you from your patch jacket you're the guy with the, this massive back patch and all these other things on and I was yeah. like oh, that's pretty cool man yeah. thanks dude here's it, a card it, it's kind of like a like a billboard of what music they can try and sell you so like while yeah. we're there he's just like oh by, by the way Ghost just put this album out if yeah. you're interested <laughs> how are you enjoying being on the show so far man I'm loving it um, I was saying that the other boys uh like Louie, the bass player, he, yep. he handles a lot of the management. Yep. Um, and he handles all of the social media as yep. well. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, he handles all of it pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, Jerry, the singer, um, I guess it just comes with being a singer. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're yeah. the kind of the face, the, the front face, man, the yeah. front of the band. So uh, those two get a lot of attention, um, both social media wise yep. and in person it, it it doesn't bother me at all like i don't care yeah, yeah. um i'd rather just write yeah good nah, heavy music i don't yeah, mind definitely. if i'm in the background but yeah it's yeah. cool it's cool like actually sitting down and doing this yeah yeah well, no one's in yeah. the background it's just obviously like you know it's a different different eye to different yeah. people you know like a lot of people like lead singers because they're like, oh, it's the lead singer. But then, like, you find all the guitarists. Like, they're like, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah, what's the guitarist doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Type thing. So, yeah. no, no, no one really cares, you know? What <laughs> no, I'm doing. Do. I think, <laughs> no, they do. I, I, think, I think that um, what um, people 
in- interests are is like sparked by what um, member of the band they follow. So like if you're if you're really into your guitars, man, you'll yeah. be following the guitarist. We we do get a lot of those kids. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I get recently, especially I've been getting um, half a dozen a day. Like a friend request on yeah, Facebook, yeah. messages from kids yeah, just ask, asking like what gear I'm using or oh, right. how did I record that or just just things like that. It's, it's kind of cool. Um, I get kids send me, um, they'll ask me what microphones I'm using yep. or, and then they'll be, oh, we did this guitar cover. Um, there was a guy on YouTube that he recorded Eminent Threat, the song that he played yep. first. Yep. Um, he re-recorded everything oh, like, really? with like electric drums. Oh, um, really? Recorded guitar and then he beast. sung over it as well. Oh, right. And it wasn't half bad. Oh, like, nice. He was man. pretty good. Cool. Uh, like, for the people listening out there, I mean, what sort of gear do you use? Uh, for, well, I'll go through live. My live rig is about to change dramatically. Yeah. But for right now, and this is what I've been using pretty much since the start of the band, yep. is um, I'm using a Blackstar ID100 head. Okay. Um, which is a digital digital head which is great because it's so light and yeah, yeah. Yeah. you can fly with it and everything it's great <laughs> um i've gone through lots of different guitars but what i'm using currently which people laugh at but i don't care because it's mad and <laughs> they it, laugh at it and then they're like well mind you that was that was a good set man <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i use a bc rich warlock bc um, rich warlock i used to have one of those back in the day they're a beastie little guitar they though. they get a bad rap bad rep because they BC Rich had a two hundred well like four hundred dollar guitar. Yeah. And then they also had like a two thousand guitar dollar yeah, guitar. Yeah. They had like a five thousand dollar and they all look exactly the same. Yeah. It's just <laughs> yeah. they're made of different woods. Yeah. And um, you know, one's like neck through, one's yeah. bought on, whatever. Yeah. Um so I've got a limited edition um BC Rich. Yeah. It was only like a hundred made or whatever. Yeah, really? Um Floyd Rose and it's got a Seymour Duncan Nazgul in the bridge. Yeah, right. I, I put that in. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I wanted that like very uh, lots of attack when I'm yeah. playing. Lots yeah, of yeah. just heavy, gritty sound. Yeah. Um, and then as far as pedals go, um, I just used the very stock standard heavy. Uh, I have a noise gate, troop screamer, reverb play. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And um, did you all use all of those in the recording of the last album? No. Uh, so that's your live setup, yeah. Do you have setup. like different sort of setup for studio stuff? Yeah. So when I record, um, I record just straight DI. Yep. Um, and then, oh, it's preamp through my. I'm just using a very, very old, very outdated Line Six interface. Okay. Um, but that will uh, that all those like stems, like the dry signal, they get sent off, mm-hmm. and they get mixed and mastered with whoever we choose to, yep. uh, finish it off, but. For for the software process, um, when I pre-prod everything, I was just uh, like DIing it and then using like free VSTs I found online, um, but then like running my own gear through it as well, okay. so I could have the actual honest crooks tones. Yeah, yeah. And then when we send it off, the guy um, Lance Prank from Melbourne, he's done like uh, all the he's like Alpha Wolf. Um, he's also done. A lot of the kind of like genty sounding bands, okay, yeah. But we just wanted something like huge sounding, and he he nailed it, and he had a very very tight guitar yep. sound for us, which we wanted. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. It's um, it's like we we're saying before, it's cool to have that dynamic of um, different um, artists, you know, producing music yep. because they can kind of bring that to the table and 
change sometimes change the sound of a band. I mean, mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see like bands that have gone through two different um, producers but had a similar sound in that time and then seeing the difference in the production of the album um, versus the live stage show. Yeah, yeah, I always have more respect for bands that can pull off what they're playing. Oh, sorry. What they've recorded is what it sounds like live. Yeah, yeah. But it's bad and is a downfall for a lot of bands that have a lot of big backing tracks and like click tracks, Mm. like... I'm a fan of click tracks personally. We don't use them, but mm-hmm. I think everyone should at least try do it. Yeah. Backing tracks, click tracks, it makes yeah. you sound so much bigger than you are. Yeah. But if you're a band that solely relies on that stuff and then things go wrong, yeah. you can't fix it. We want, I won't say the band who they are. We once played the band in Newcastle and uh, their click tracks started playing through the speakers oh, yeah, yeah. and they couldn't fix it. Like there was some problem with their yeah, uh, interface and they yeah. couldn't do anything about it. So they had to play their set without like, backing tracks and it didn't sound like them anymore. Yeah, yeah. see, I'm a lot, I'm a very big, I don't know, cri- critic, I guess. Like, I respect a band a lot more if they sound um, exactly what they do when they recorded it yeah, live. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've heard some people like criticize some of the. Um, the really big names you know and say like oh man seeing them was just like listening to an album and i kind of wanted a live show yeah um yeah so i've heard some people criticize um big live shows and say man it was just like sounding uh just like listening to an album it's like that's what you want man like as long like as long as they're still putting on an actual show they may Mm. have like you've seen some shows i mean um witch grinder with um that have like pyrotechnics and things like that mm-hmm, i mean mm-hmm. that that's always adds that extra level of showmanship yeah um but if you can add that with with a sound that sounds um as good as an album i mean that's definitely not something to complain about i, I definitely think that there's a lot of um a lot of goodness to take out of that yeah. um, when bands can do that we uh we don't use any gimmicks and we always said we don't really want to there might come a stage where you know we might all wear black or something yeah, yeah. right just just to be a bit more more like a unit yeah, yeah. Thing. but we've always said that we don't want a gimmick that we want people to see us and judge for themselves yeah like you know we might be dressed in normal clothes but that doesn't matter we're though. playing super heavy music yeah, yeah. this yeah. is what we want to do we don't want to look over dramatic we just want to do our thing but in saying that jerry our singer mm-hmm. um he's uh he's re- one thing like it's, it's probably sounds very biased but if i wasn't an honest crooks um and if jerry if you're listening to this <laughs> we won't talk about this ever again <laughs> um disclaimer for jerry <laughs> he he is one of the best vocalists in australia like yeah. if i wasn't honest crooks i would definitely think that yeah um and he's when got some, as you as you everyone's heard he's got some brutal noises that come through that mm, and his range and yeah. even since suffer yeah. like yeah, yeah. Uh, the live shows after suffer the suffer tour he changed his lows again and he's using different techniques. He's mm. now doing that tunnel throat, yep. like a yep. cattle decap, yeah, like, kind of yeah. like tunnel throat, yep. like, and it's insane. Yeah, not many people can do that, mm. like let alone do it as well as what he can. Yeah, and he's he's young. He's only what twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. So it's like what he's doing is insane. Um, but I always uh, 
you know, take the mech out of him because he calls himself the Pit Commander. <laughs> so he uh, he stands like you know uh, some vocalists need like a little box to stand on, like an eagle booster, yeah. Kind of yeah, thing, yeah make yeah. them like larger than life. Yeah. Jerry just has to look at you and you move. You yeah. know what to do. And I get messages from people all the time saying, um, "Yeah, like I wasn't gonna pit, I wasn't gonna move, but then uh, like." there's a few there's a few bands that do that there's um you've got scotty from terravorus he gets right in the yes, pit in the crowd and does. same with yeah. um dave from inhuman remnants yeah like being at an inhuman remnants gig and just turning around and there's dave behind you doing those brutal noises yeah. that's some scary stuff man yeah and then you got scotty he just goes hard in the pit like while singing and like and it just sounds like amazing still why like at heathen fest he was getting pushed around and like knocked into and he's still like still doing it brutally man yeah yeah, yeah. oh then another one like you know matt young from king parrot like seeing yes. seeing youngie in the crowd man I was, I was talking to um the fellas from king parrot when they played um at the basement i think the last time which would have been a while ago now most yeah. of the time they're in other venues around canberra and they they were saying that um, when when they did Soundwave, they could see him just down getting like mauled by everybody. But as long as they could still hear those vocals coming through, they knew he was fine. <laughs> like as long as he could still get the mic to his mouth to sing, they yeah. they, they knew that he was okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's 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 crazy to see. Um, you know, obviously we spoke about it um, before with the, how you can feed off the crowd, and if you yeah. have a good front man that hypes the crowd up, just like you know we spoke does, about. Yeah. Um, it, yeah definitely um definitely makes it all that more enjoyable yeah but he would be uh for as far as our live show goes um you know we're pretty unique in how we sound but at the end of the day anyone can pick up a guitar Mm. and anyone could pick up my guitar through run it through my gear Mm. and play the exact same songs and sound exactly the same Mm. if they know what they're doing yep same with drums same with bass but with vocals, you can never get a vocalist that sounds exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. So he's that unique in style, hmm. but he's also that unique in presence. He'll be walking back and forth. He'll be pointing. Uh, I think it was uh, Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden. He said that he always tries to look at the back of the crowd and he makes them feel included yeah, just as the, much as the that's front. That's a really good thing. Jerry doesn't just do that. He makes the people from the back of the crowd punch the people in the front of the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's very, very good at what he does. He just, uh, as soon as we get on stage, it's we only play for half an hour at a time, but yeah. that's half an hour of just straight energy. Yeah. yeah. A- aggression, he, it's all coming out. It's just, that's what condensed. it is. It yeah. all into that t- solid time frame. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to sort of moshing in the, in the crowds and uh, things like that, like you said before, you can you can you can train a guitarist to, yeah. to slot into a band and and still like I've heard stories of bands needing to finish a tour and just getting a hired gun in to yeah. smash well, it that's, out. That's how we got our other guitarist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of our guitarists yeah. left mid tour and he he did the rest and he's still there. Yeah, so you see and that also can create good good bonds with bands Absolutely. as yeah. well because yeah. I think that adding that extra level of urgency and sort of panic on top it kind of it can change the dynamic of the band and as as much as it can speed up the the um induction process so you kind of get to know each other really quick because you have to yeah. to you finish the like tour a, like new gained sort of respect for them as well because them just coming out of nowhere yeah, having yeah. to pull this stuff out of nowhere yeah. and being able to do it and you guys yeah. have so like a lot of confidence in he, him as well he came uh sydney 
he did Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, Canberra. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what he did. But if you've ever driven to Adelaide, it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and like, this guy that we don't know that well, I think like I didn't know him well anyway. The boys had maybe stayed with him like one or two times. He was Brody. He was his name. Yep. Um, booking shows in Sydney. Um, he booked one a show like a year before, and mm-hmm. we'd stayed with him coming through Sydney. Yep. We just got to know him. His other band, Honor Minor, they're really cool. Okay. Um, and then yeah, we just uh, asked him to do the rest of the tour, and then pretty much we knew straight away that he was it and yeah he still is <laughs> yeah you know? no, that's wicked, man. yeah yeah like you said before like um obviously you can have a hired gun to finish a tour and stuff yeah um but i think you sort of touched on this your hot your your singer it's not just vocals it's also you've got a personality there as well yeah so and that's you, what you want yeah you want like personality yeah. with vocals you don't want just someone standing there going like making these noises and not getting the crowd high because yeah. like everyone in the band's got a specific thing to do like you guys are playing the music while the, vo- the vocalist has to get the band hyped because he's the front man he's like he needs to be jumping around and giving you personality and giving mm-hmm. the crowd that yeah. effect as well because if he's just if you're just standing there like sometimes it's cool some bands can really put it off well because they've yeah. already got such a big you know sound but yeah no it's definitely that it's definitely good to have someone with a really good personality yeah I mean sometimes it's like uh, you buy heads off the stage yeah um personalities clash yeah um but at the end of the day we're family we're all best friends and we we all love what we're doing and if there is a problem we sort it pretty quickly yeah and that's what you want that's it done done dusted yeah um writing as i said before writing is a pain in the arse but we still get through it yeah it's fine yeah well that's the main thing i i couldn't i don't even know if there's any band too existent that has an easy writing no. period. Like, yeah. if they, and if they say they do, they're obviously they're lying. lying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or their their stuff so simple that they don't actually. Yeah. It's not difficult yeah. to write. Yeah. But yeah, no, you've um, got a couple of tracks that you'd like to play yourself. So yeah. um, I mean, we'll we'll start off with um, Justice for the Damned. What's um, a particular track that you'd like to hear? Uh, deep rotting fear uh, can I just say something about them yeah, quickly sure. right. so <laughs> Justice uh, they're a band that in our level um, in the scene yep. um, where we've gotten out of that local playing local shows we started to do a few minor tours um, pretty much from the get go of us doing that we knew Justice we were friends with them uh, just by meeting them playing shows a mm. um, couple of the members were in different bands that we knew um, I think I had the drummer stay at my house in his old band like four years ago yeah, yeah. Something <laughs> like anyway but the singer Bob Back he's a uh, behind the scenes he's been helping us out a lot um, over the last couple of well the last year or so and they've gotten us some really good shows and we've played a great tour with them and uh, we owe a lot of our success to bands like them and yeah. them like uh, them and Alpha Wolf um, especially like they've just been helping us out and bringing us up to their tier yep. which uh, we will soon be in that domain yeah um, and I just see it as a big family extended yeah, family well, like, going back to what we were saying earlier about metalheads just being awesome dudes like that that yeah. that, that there yeah. in itself shows you like even though they're in another band a bigger band or whatever and they're still like helping you guys to become something wicked yeah you know what i mean and that's yeah. that's just beautiful love there yeah absolutely great man that's what we're all about in this scene cool 
um yeah well it's always good to have a story behind behind bands as well it helps us understand um a little bit more of the paint, paint a bit more of a picture about what we're listening to yeah. um and adds a bit more personality to the music you were talking in the break about um exile uh you mentioned they're from new zealand what sort of uh stories do you have related to that band so very very out of the blue um they were on beatdown hardware i think it was it's like a, a youtube promotions page where it's just like all the kind of up and coming yeah beatdowny hardcore bands are on it yep. yeah yeah um and then we're all like really keen on them and then it turns out that the singer plays guitar in a band that we've all grown up with called antagonist ad and then we find out they're from new zealand and we're like oh we need to we need to do something with these guys like this is yeah, yeah. crazy and just so happens that they wanted to tour australia so uh we had a tour for the first track he played eminent threat yep it was kind of like a release tour we pretty much just did that tour so we could film a mad music video of pit compilation yeah and, yeah like i think in that music video there's like me on a barbecue and just <laughs> mattresses flying everywhere and yeah, from what i understand it was pretty successful yeah it was, good, it was a good fun tour like that's pretty much we'd like to film what we're doing and yeah just make dumb videos but anyway uh yeah they uh they came along for that tour and i can't remember how many dates it was but uh every show it was just like pit central when they're playing and they're just mad fun to be around um they're all a bit older like uh i don't know how old they are i guess late 20s early yeah, 30s yeah. maybe yep. um but they're all very like adventure seeking people so they'd uh they'd we'd go, we'd go off and you know have a day off and do things we probably shouldn't and they'd be uh <laughs> they'd be finding the biggest rocks they could jump off yeah, in, yeah. into swimming holes and whatnot <laughs> and, uh, um, so they're, they're they'd go hiking yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but it was it was so cool that that's their version of touring yeah that's uh, wicked though that's a pretty cool way while, yeah. while you're checking out like new interesting places you may as well experience everything they have to offer yeah well, it's such yeah. a new zealand type of thing to do though. yeah like just go hiking and exploring but we we love to do that with them one day yeah. so we're we're definitely uh in the works of doing something with either them or antagonist ad yeah yeah because um, it's cross crossing over members so yep. they're all good friends and it'd be fun to tour with either band at this point like this yeah exile are a lot smaller but they're they've got that attitude of they just don't care they're just fun yeah they, yeah they just just want to do it for the fun yeah we're and antagonist ad they're a bit bigger a bit more serious kind of like production wise and, yep. um but either way you know yeah either band you tour with i reckon you'd still be having to jump off a big high rock or, yeah. a, or a bridge or something <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah. just it's like initiation of touring with the band <laughs> yeah. you need to do that sort of stuff yeah yeah well, that's a cool story there as well and also it's good for the show to have um some new zealand metal as well i mean just to yeah. uh, mix it up we it's love pretty much australia i mean yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, not far between anyway. <laughs> it's only like a couple of hours on the plane. At least like four hours. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Less than that, yeah. Yeah, which would be good for um, bands in New Zealand and, and, and Australia as well to cross over and do some tours, mm. you know, both in Australia and New Zealand because it's not actually that much of a stretch. Yeah. I mean, especially when you mention long car trips over to Adelaide and things, it's like, well, maybe a couple of hour plane ride isn't so bad <laughs> yeah, after exactly. all, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we've uh, we flew to Perth quite recently. That was insane. Yeah. Like, I'll just talk about it quickly. Uh, we were expecting maybe 100 people. Yeah, yeah. Because it's our first time in Perth 
earth like you don't know what to expect mm. but uh, I think at the end of the night there was about it was between 270 and 350 I can't remember the exact figures but yep. there was a lot of people in there mm. and it was a nightclub so you do expect a bit more people coming yeah, through yeah. but it was just insane the response we got um, like the crowd reaction we got the amount of merch we sold um, all of that combined uh, it was just insane we were in Perth for like four days and they really looked after us like they, they fed us they, uh, that's pretty cool they did everything they gave yeah. us drinks and you know they did accommodation they sorted everything looked for us yeah they definitely looked after us yeah. so they Perth picked us up hard. Perth goes hard, Perth yeah. goes hard. Uh, if you're a band listening to this and you want to go to Perth um, hit up a guy called Lee Reader is his name yeah cool it's always uh, it's cool to have those contacts and things because you build that kind of network over over the time. I think that just from what the we've spoke to um, already to other bands, not a lot of options have been explored in that area, like in Perth, and mm-hmm. like a lot of it's sort of um, this side of Australia is fairly heavy, heavily saturated. Same with Tasmania. Uh, yeah. We didn't expect a crowd in Tasmania. Yeah, we yeah. got massive reaction there as well. I recommend for bands to do places that you wouldn't think of doing as well as regional places as i said before to bring the kids in that when you do play that city show the kids will travel and they always do if you've got that product that they're wanting to buy Hmm. they'll definitely travel for it yeah Yeah. well if you if you're a band thinking of hitting up some regional places um hit up south coast metalheads they can definitely help you out with uh with some touring stuff down at the south coast yeah yeah obviously we had heathen fest last weekend and that was the feedback from all the bands yeah um was you know especially seeing band like hortopsy and you know coastal new south wales Mm -hmm. yeah Um, exactly we mentioned in the interview like we thought that the chances of us seeing them in anywhere aside from melbourne sydney or canberra was pretty much out out of the um out of the options for now but to see him pull a, such a hectic crowd and and committed um fans in in a like coastal area is cool so and they, they were just so taken away of how well um south coast looked after them yeah like, yeah. like the uh, south coast metalhead boys um lukey and barnsey they're just they're so well prepared and they look after all the bands so well so yeah. if you're definitely thinking of going down there hit south coast metalheads up before mm. they hit you up i'm sure yeah we could do that <laughs> yeah. we could probably yeah. arrange a regional yeah, yeah definitely yeah, definitely yeah. yeah look there's always some options there especially now that we've got those connections with bigger bands like like autopsy and things mm-hmm. and, and also king parrot they didn't had had them on one of mm-hmm. their their bills so yeah. yeah like bands coming up from melbourne that's a that's like that's some commitment there but yeah so that's all we really got time for today um but it's been awesome coming in and um, chatting on on the show and yeah, uh, so learning much, more about honest crooks and obviously you can't speak on behalf of the entire entire band i'm sure that have some of their stories they want to weigh in on and definitely like there's probably stuff that i'll be hit for saying but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> well if they ever want to clear it up themselves they're always welcome to come into the studio <laughs> and when you tell us their your, side um, it'll be a album coming out probably yep. at this stage it will definitely be next yep. year here. yeah that's yeah, something for you guys to keep keep a listen to that goes for anyone out there if you're a band or a promoter that you'd like to let us know about an upcoming gig or album ep launch or something like that definitely hit us up we're available on social media on all the usual um, platforms and we'll happily uh, give you a shout out on the show if we have an interest in your music or, or anything like that you can even hit us up for an interview yeah definitely just try and um try and make sure it's about a week or two weeks or even a month before the actual event's happening just because you know it makes st- life a lot easier it gives us more time to promote it and gives it gives our viewers who look at us uh, a lot more sort of time to view that and try and make plans for that event yeah so um hit us up on canberra metalheads we're on um, all social media platforms and make sure that we have um at least a few 
few weeks notice just so we can give you guys the best potential to um, get some ticket payers through the door yeah so you haven't already liked honest crooks on facebook or social media um definitely head over to their um social media accounts and um, give them big thumbs up so that you can keep up to date with all of their uh, upcoming releases and opportunities and 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 growth that the band seems to be going through at the moment so this has been uh, canberra metalheads we've been talking to callum from honest crooks peace keep it metal guys keep it metal guys Yucca, yucca, bam! <laughs>